Well, there's not much more to say. We just were challenged by worship. Uh, we just need to go out and talk about Jesus, right? Um, good to be back in Wadsworth. It's always good to be here a couple times a year to share what God's doing in the city, but then also uh, taking part in just sharing what God's doing and what he wants to do in our lives by looking at his word. And so uh, just a little bit of update for us. Um, if you don't know very much about Envision, we are part of the Christian Missionary Alliance. We're part of one of Alliance mission structures, and Envision happens to have 20-plus sites all over the world, uh, including the U.S. in the domestic world. Um, and so I had the opportunity to lead the charge there in Cleveland, Ohio, and I also have a chance to oversee our domestic sites around the U.S., which we have about eight of them right now. Um, and so I give some coaching and consulting to each one of our leaders around the world, around the U.S. in particularly, but sometimes around the world as well. Um, some of you guys know us pretty well. Uh, you've been to Cleveland. Uh, what's coming up April 9th? Is there anybody, anybody want to yell it out? Renew. Renew the city. This church should know that and say it loud because you guys are always well represented at Renew the city. Uh, I always used to joke with um, Scott. I'm like, I can always depend on Wadsworth to show up. You always come in droves and we're so glad uh, to be able to offer that again in full force again in the past couple years because of covid we weren't able to do it um, at our certain times, but April 9th, uh, we want to invite you guys to come and be a part of what God's doing in the Ward 7 area of our city. Uh, some of you guys would recognize the neighborhood called Huff, a uh, long history of a lot of hard things, uh, but God is at work there. We have a great church planter uh, in Reach City Church there that's doing some really fun things, and as we come around him and engage the neighborhood, you guys will be a part of uh, serving that neighborhood. Um, a little bit of update on our family, uh, just to get many of you guys follow us on Facebook or you follow my wife or you follow Letting It Go with Riley. Uh, we are currently, uh, my daughter is still in the hospital since Tuesday, uh, dealing with some GI issues. And so thank you for those that have been praying for her. Uh, we have gotten some answers this past week, which has been really encouraging. Uh, but continue to pray for us as a family. I feel like I've seen my wife half of the month. Uh, she was in the hospital early February, back in the hospital again this past week. And so if you think about us, pray for us as a family. Um, Hudson and I have been holding down the fort at home, um, but my son's all of 14, and so he's still a handful enough for me to keep up with. Uh, but outside of that, we're doing really well. The ministry continues to flourish, uh, continue to gain ground in different neighborhoods, um, people coming to know the Lord. Uh, and then also the development of our vocational center is really going well. Some of you guys have been a part of that. We do a work day uh, every third Saturday. And a lot of people from even from Wadsworth come up and share some of their construction skills, cleanup skills um, on that vocational center. And we're still working at that. And so this morning I do want to just, uh, it's interesting um, as I've been preparing for this message over the past uh, month or so. I find myself having a theme every time I come to Wadsworth. So you may get the same theme that you've heard me say before. It really is about loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and loving your neighbor as yourself. You know, Jesus said that as the greatest commandments. And even this morning, as you'll hear that theme coming out again and again. There was a guy named Daryl. Uh, I met him in Watts, California, right outside of L.A., and um, I was out there visiting our Envision site in L.A., and uh, Daryl was one of the local neighborhood guys that was a part of that ministry and what was going on at the Powerhouse Center there, the Powerhouse Church, 
which is the location of Envision LA. And I began to ask Daryl, and uh, just tell me your story. You know, how did you come to know and be a part of Powerhouse Ministry? Uh, what is your role? And he began to tell me the story of his old life. And if you know anything about Watts, California, uh, Watts is an area where uh, back in World War II, they built a ton of apartment buildings or more like barracks all around to put soldiers in. Um, and after that was used, they made that into basically huge projects in the city of L.A. So you have a mixture of all types of people there, and that's a lot of times when you hear old school rap songs, you're usually talking about Compton, Watts, and places like that. They're just tough places with a lot of people, and that's where Daryl grew up. And Daryl's life was mixed up in all kinds of stuff. He was a drug dealer. He has shot people before. All these different stories that he was telling me. And he says, but the grants showed up. Now, the grants uh, are our site coordinators there in Envision LA, um, and they're actually from middle of Ohio, uh, two of the whitest people you'll ever meet. And they said, we're going to California, and we want to reach people in LA. And so they moved into the neighborhood of Watts and began to minister to people that looked very different than them. And as Daryl continued to tell his story, it was the grants began to tell me a different narrative. They began to give me hope in something more than myself. I tell you that story is because most people in that area would just say, why would you ever go into Watts, California? Do you know what goes on there? Do you know how unsafe it is? Nobody's ever going to listen to you. And yet, they just filled up two uh, commercial buses yesterday with over 100 people going up to Big Bear to enjoy the outdoors. All people from Watts, California that know Jesus now. Amen. Because it took somebody to say, you know what? I want to go and be a part of what God is wanting to do in Watts, California. And Daryl, being one of the most unlikely people, to maybe even respond to the gospel, respond to the gospel, and is now one of those associate pastors there in Watts, California. Much like in the book of Acts, we see this tension uh, that you guys have been learning about and have been shared about by other speakers. There's just been this tension. The church is blowing up, think great things are happening, but a lot of it's been more towards the Jewish people and now we're opening up the doors to the Gentiles. And we're going to see this play out over churches all around that area that they just have a hard time understanding and getting along. Because the Jews thought that the gospel was just mostly for them and it was not going to be for the Gentiles. And the Gentiles are super pumped because it's finally available to them. But they have to deal with their junk too and bring that into the, into the relationship. And so if you've got your Bibles, turn to Acts chapter 10. And this is actually a recount of what Peter experienced, all right, in chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 11. We're going to be in chapter 11. Chapter 10 was actually what happened. Luke took note of what happened when he, uh, Peter went and hung out with Cornelius in the vision that Peter had. And this morning, I want to bring it back to um, chapter 11 when Peter reports to the church. 
You see, Peter had this experience. He went and hung out with Cornelius and all the people that Cornelius had brought together to hear this good news, the gospel, the things that the Lord had given to Peter to share to these, this uh, family and to this home. And he returns back and he is met with the church leadership. And they're not necessarily going, man, great job. So glad you went to Cornelius. They're actually calling Peter to the carpet in some sense. Hey, we heard that you were hanging out with people that are unclean. And it's crazy because it's the church. It's the ones that should be pretty pumped and excited about taking forth the gospel and continue to expand the kingdom. But they're the ones that were asking the questions because of Jewish culture, because of things they've been doing for many, 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 many hundreds of years. Or like, Peter, what are you doing this for? If you remember, I think I've even shared a sermon here about the Samaritan woman. It sounds a lot like that. Remember the disciples? Jesus is like, hey, we're going to go hang out with a Samaritan woman. And we're going to go hang out in her village. And they're all like, whoa, we don't hang out with Samaritans. And Peter is faced with the same thing of like, wait, why are you going to hang out with those people? So I'm going to read just here and just to give us some context. Verse uh, 1. Now the apostles and brothers who were throughout Judea heard of the Gentiles also had received the word of God. So when Peter went to Jerusalem, the circumcision party criticized him saying, you went to uncircumcised men and ate with them. But Peter, Peter began and explained it to them in order. I was in the city of Joppa praying and in a trance I saw a vision. Something like a great sheet descending, being let down from heaven by its four corners. And it came down to me. Looking at it closely, I observed animals and beasts of prey and reptiles and birds of the air. And I heard a voice saying to me, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And to a barbecue guy, it gets really exciting. Go kill and eat, right? But I said, by no means, Lord, for nothing common or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But the voice answered a second time from heaven. What God has made clean, do not call common. Verse 10. This happened three times and all was drawn up again into heaven. And behold, at the very moment, three men arrived at the house in which we were sent to from Caesarea. And the spirit told me to go with them, making no distinction. These six brothers also accompanied me. And we entered the man's house. And he told us how he had seen an angel stand in the house and say, Send to Joppa and bring Simon who called Peter. He will declare to you a message by which you will be saved, you and your household. Verse 15, as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them just on us as in the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he said, John baptized with water, but you will baptize with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that could stand in God's way. When they heard those things, they fell silent and they glorified God, saying, Then to the Gentiles also God has granted a repentance that leads to life. Lord, I pray as we take some time and reflect on this story and this account of Peter going to Cornelius' house, will you enlighten us? Will you challenge us? To think differently. May your words ring true this morning. May I not get in the way of what you want to accomplish through your word this morning. 
Help me to be a vessel that is clear. We ask all these things in your precious name. Amen. See, you see, as we read this, we see Peter's account. We see that the church is resistant to what he's been doing and what he has done. And it's interesting because you see Peter in the same place as he's been before uh, having this discussion with God. Has this great vision, has this somewhat of a trance, and he sees all these things, and and, uh, the Lord says, go and do this. And what does Peter say? But. We've heard that before. Which gives me great hope because I can find myself looking a lot like Peter a lot of times because when God says to do something, I go, well, but, or I have an excuse. The reality is, is that the culture was different. We have Peter that has been raised in a Jewish culture and has done all the rituals. He's done all the traditions. He's done all these things. And now he's being faced. I'm going to go take this gospel to somebody I'm not supposed to really hang out with. So the reality is, is Peter is. It's, not, it's a legit thing. Peter's not necessarily being disobedient just for disobedience sake. He's saying, I've got to change my whole way of thinking. But this morning, I want to encourage us that the reality is that God is in the business of changing our lives for his purposes. Many of us may even be like Peter, maybe that we're not in the Jewish culture, but we have kind of adopted this Christian culture that sometimes is not really biblical culture. We don't always see what God has seen because we've always done a church this way. We've always done things this way. I've never really hung out with people like that. But the reality is if we really believe that this gospel is for all people, we have to be willing to be changed. God is in the business of changing our lives for his purposes. For his purposes. As we look at Peter's journey, I feel like he's always been on a journey of being changed and developed. Peter, I feel like he said always the wrong things. He always seemed to do the wrong thing. And I get this great image of one of my favorite passages of all the Bibles in John, when Jesus is sitting on the coast there waiting for the guys to come back from fishing. And he fixes them breakfast and they sit down and he says, Peter, do you love me? Even at that moment, Peter was being changed for a different purpose. He did not know what lied ahead for him. But Peter is in this act of being changed. And so this morning, before I give even reflections or encouragements to go out and talk to people that look differently than yourself, I wanted to bring us back to, if we're really about being changed by the Lord, it means that we have to be close and present with the Lord. I could get up here and tell you all these things that you should do. You should come to Cleveland. You should come and hang out with people that look differently than yourself. But the reality is is this takes being close to the Lord. Peter was close with Jesus. He walked with Jesus. He saw Jesus do great things. He saw Jesus rebuke him. And so at this moment in this vision that he's having, as he's arguing with the Lord, he knows, okay, God, I'm going to give my, I'm going to argue back, but I'm actually going to do what you asked me to do. And I think it's because Peter was close with the Lord. He could trust the Lord. And so for us as people, if we want to be different and want to be on mission and kingdom advancement to people that look like us, to people that don't look like us, we really have to be close to the Lord first. It means seeking and taking hold of truth. Being willing to put down some of the things maybe we've been taught that are not necessarily bad, 
but that are maybe not really truthful. Doing what the Lord has asked. See, Peter had been grown up and he'd been taught all these things about how to live his life, but now Jesus was changing the narrative. No, what you've enjoyed, Peter, up till now in being a Jewish follower of Jesus or a Jewish follower, I'm going to extend this now to the Gentiles. That was the truth. Now, Peter could have said, nope, I'm not going to do that. That's not comfortable to me. I'm going to go hang out with my buddies that believe like me, and we're going to do that. But Peter would have been stopping what God was trying to accomplish because Jesus is writing a new narrative, a new truthful narrative. And for some of us, it'll take being close to the Lord, being present with the Lord, ones that are seeking and taking hold of the truth that may change your perspective and as it looks upon this world. I daily wake up sometimes and the Lord's going, hey, I want you to go do this. And I'm like, no way. And he reminds me, no, this is what I've called you to do, Paul. But it takes being with the Lord. It takes seeking and taking hold of the truth. The second reflection as we look at this passage, um, as we are wanting to be about being changed for God's uh, purposes in his kingdom, when we hear from the Lord, it is followed by obedience. Peter could have just stopped and said, no, I'm not going to do that. But Peter went on to be obedient to what the Lord had for him to go next. He, walked, he was showed up by three men. It's kind of hard to not answer that call. Like, hey, there's three guys at the door knocking at the door. I better go. But for us, as we listen, as we're close to the Lord, it actually has to be followed by obedience. The reality is it takes practice and it takes discipline. It takes a regular saying yes. One of the things the Lord has taught me over my life is that I tend to say yes to a lot of things. But I've always taken a practice of saying yes to the Lord, even when it was hard and even when it was uncomfortable. I don't do that all the time, but I've made a habit of doing that. And it takes time. It takes saying yes more than just once. And saying, okay, God, whatever you're asking me, I'm going to go do that. Well, God, this is going to be hard. People aren't going to listen. It's going to make my family feel uncomfortable. Okay, I'm going to say yes, God. It's practicing saying yes when the Lord speaks. And the cool thing about it is it comes more regular as you do it. When the Lord speaks and asks you to do something, as you're in his word and you're learning more, as the more regular you do it, it comes more natural to that. And it's crazy because when we uh, follow in obedience, we can also understand that this is not our message. It's not your job to do all those things. It's actually the Lord using you. He's going to speak his truth through you. If you look back in chapter 10 and verse 33 and 34, um, Cornelius asks and says, hey, I need you to speak the message that God told you to come and tell me. It wasn't dependent on Peter coming up with some flashy message. It was Peter being obedient to go with whatever's happened in his dream, to go with these men and go to these people that he was not, in his mind, I wasn't supposed to go to. He showed up with this idea of like, what do I say? And the Lord says, no, I'm gonna, I'll take care of that. It's not necessarily dependent on you coming up with a flashy message, but just being present and being obedient to go. 
The third point this morning is that this gospel is for all people. We sang about it this morning. The forgiveness of sin. Life. At the end of chapter, uh, the end of our passage that we're studying in verse 18, um, it says that. Then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. This gospel is for all people. It doesn't matter your ethnicity. It doesn't matter your social status, your socioeconomic uh, if you're poor, if you're not poor. And for many of us, that's a hard concept. Because to put ourselves out there, to actually be willing to go somewhere that's different than it's uncomfortable for ourselves is really tough. And sometimes we'll use that as an excuse. Maybe it's not safe. Maybe I don't have anything in common with these people that look differently than me. But the reality is, is that same repentance that leads to life is available for all people. I've had the opportunity to get to know a young lady. Her name is Kiki in the city of Cleveland. Now, Kiki comes and li- she lives in a pretty, really, uh, really tough area in Cleveland. But she showed up uh, at one of our partner's uh, doorstep one day and was wanting to be involved in helping out around the place. Now Kiki shows up and she is like, she's the kind of person that I would invite to come fight with me because I would never want to fight against her uh, because I feel like she would just pummel me. She shows up, she's got tattoos all over her place um, and she's just, but she begins to talk and she has this really calm, quiet voice. I'm like, I was not expecting that. But Kiki Um, because of life, has had tons of things that have happened to her, hard things that have happened to her. And she's had to scrape by. She's had to fend for herself. She's had to raise her son by herself. And one day as I came to the the center, uh, she was sitting there at the desk waiting because she's been doing some volunteer stuff, um, and basically had a shirt on that said F-U on it. And I'm just like... Why are you, I mean, I asked a question, like, why are you wearing this shirt? She's like, this is what I think. And at that moment, most of us would go, ah, there's no hope for Kiki. But at that moment, I began to have this really deep, soft spot for Kiki. Is that maybe somebody has made her think that way and made her feel that way, that that's the way she's going to respond to everybody else in life. F you. But in that moment, I realized the Lord wants to do something different in Kiki. She does deserve an opportunity to hear the gospel and experience the gospel. But a lot of us would say, nope, I'm too afraid to go to have that conversation. I'm too afraid to engage with that. Now, it's crazy that we've had some conversations, and Kiki is actually going to become one of our first site hires here soon. Has she come to know the Lord yet as her Savior? No, not yet. But I have this image in my mind of this young lady that's going to love the Lord with all her heart. If we just look at the outside appearance and we look at what people are putting out in front of us and we just make our statement right there, like, I'm not going to talk to them about the Lord, we've missed out. Kiki 
has the same opportunity for the Holy Spirit to fall upon her that I have. And it's not just me, it's our organization of Envision. It's the local church that says, you know what, Kiki matters. She may be different, but she matters to the Lord. The Holy Spirit wants to fall on people in all places. It was crazy is that a lot of times we wait for that Holy Spirit to only come down at Freshwater Alliance Church. This is the only place where the Holy Spirit dwells and lives is at Freshwater Alliance Church. That's wrong. The Lord wants to send his Holy Spirit to fall on people all over the place. And most of the time, I wonder if we don't get out far enough outside of, and I'm not just picking on fresh water. You just happen to be the church I'm in today. But the Lord wants to reside and fall on people in your neighborhoods. He wants to fall on the drug addicts and the meth heads and all those kind of people in this county. He wants to fall on people that look different than you, that you don't even get along with, that have different social ideas and political views and all those kind of things. He wants to fall on them as well. The beauty of what we've been able to experience in the goodness of the Holy Spirit has been falling on us. Like, why would we not want to share that? He wants to fall on people. Either we're going to be vessels for the Holy Spirit to work through, or we're going to be barriers. The Holy Spirit can do more than we could ever imagine. Just think back to Daryl. His story and where Daryl is at now. He loves the Lord. He's bringing people. He's actually leading men and discipling men now. His trajectory was not good, but he found the Lord and the Holy Spirit came upon him and he's a different man. He's doing something great for the kingdom because somebody went and gave him a chance. It doesn't just happen in church, it can't just happen in church. It's got to go forth. Either we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to use us and to go to people, or we're going to get caught standing in the way. Verse 17 may be my favorite part of this whole passage this morning. Peter says this after he was reminded by what Jesus said. John baptized with water, but you were baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave the same gift to them as he gave to us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could stand in God's way? Who am I to stand in the way of God? Who am I to stand in the way of God reaching people for the kingdom? And the reality is, is Peter wasn't necessarily doing anything bad. He had just been taught so many different things that was anti what the Lord had died for. The Lord said, I'm coming, I'm dying for everybody. And Peter finally got it. Peter had another light bulb switch in his mind when Jesus came down and took care of that. And he says, you know what? This gospel is for all people. And who am I to get in the way of my traditions and the things that are not necessarily even biblical? What are the things that are helping you to stand? What are the things that are keeping you in the way? Is it tradition? Is it a bad Christianity? Is it biases? Or is it not the, old, the way we've always done it? It's uncomfortable. 
My question to us this morning is, are you going to get caught standing in the way of people knowing the Lord? And especially to those that look different than us. Don't get caught standing in the way. And what's crazy is Peter is uh, recounting what he had just experienced to the church and the story that he's sharing. And I can imagine Peter, you know, in his exuberance, you know, I, I have a, an imagination, maybe a glorified imagination, that Peter wasn't necessarily being quiet about his recount of what just happened. That the Holy Spirit was allowing him to come back and t- give a testimony of what happened. And the last point that I make, as we begin to understand what it means to uh, be, understand that we can be changed by the Lord, that we can uh, follow in obedience and that people need to know Jesus, and that we understand the Holy Spirit wants to do great work in people's lives, and we find ourselves not wanting to get caught in the way, now we have a story to tell. Peter experienced the Lord in a whole new way. He was obedient, and he went to Cornelius' house. And we know that Peter stayed and hung out with Cornelius and many people heard the gospel firsthand from Peter. He comes back and he's met with the church and saying, hey, I don't know if you should be doing this. But look at this at the very end of this chapter. When they heard these things, they fell silent. And they glorified God saying, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life. Peter's testimony of what just happened came back and began to change the mindset of the church. I would dare to think if there was people in this room that said, you know what, I'm going to take serious going and doing things a little bit different the way that Jesus intended me to be and to live my life, to go out and be about in front of people of all cultures and all ethnicities. And you came back and began to tell the stories that God's doing in your community, Freshwater would get pretty excited about going out, outside of these doors. But it takes people to do it. The reality is that Jesus could have done this any other way, but he chose us to be those vessels. And as we cling to him and we cling to his truth, the challenge that he will give us will go. Not to get stuck in the way of what he wants to do. Leaders were calling Peter to the carpet at first. But by the end... They're glorifying the Lord and saying, thank goodness the Gentiles get to hear and receive the gospel. Don't block the gift the Lord has made available to all people. Let us be a people that do things differently, the way that Jesus intended them to do them, that we live our lives differently because people need that. I sing that song, the second to last song, even the last song. hope that Kiki will be able to sing that song one day. Who's the person in your life that's saying they don't have a chance? I hope they would sing songs like that one day. But it will take you and it will take I doing things a little bit different and answering what Jesus has called just like Peter. Lord, I pray this morning that you will begin to challenge us to love people deeply. And we won't find ourselves 
hanging on to our biases or even bad Christianity that we've gotten used to. But then we will seek you, we seek your face, we seek your truth. And as we do that, as you begin to give us opportunities to share, help us to be vessels and not barriers. Lord, may you take this, may you let this sink in our hearts. And may Northeast Ohio be different because people even at Freshwater said, yeah, I want to be about that. We thank you, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.